Hey everyone, this is Nick, the Duke of Hobbies, here with a special meta report from the Galactic Qualifier Carillion. Uh, so yeah, Carillion has come and gone, and it was quite a whirlwind event. It was our first major event, our first major tournament since the new points in this COVID-organized play era. Uh, this event ended up bringing to light two two major things that I believe is worth discussing right now. Uh, first is spam tech, and second is mid initiative swarm meta. Okay, so for those of you who are not aware, uh, Bohan Lee won the event with this very very strong list called the being dubbed spam tech where he brought six of the i4 ace nantex with a variation of Crackshot and predator on a few of them you know it's the main talk of the town right now if you're on reddit on the the discord servers and spam tech is the main thing being talked about because most players didn't expect to see ensnareless nantex let alone a, a swarm of them winning additionally multiple entries variation them variations them made the cut and you know they're worth talking about because we got to figure out what what made them so good why why should you be concerned about them for what you know moving forward for the rest of the galactic qualifiers until the next wave of stuff is released well in order to do that we actually have to take a small step back and look at the in-game balance of the swarm archetype that x-wing normally prescribes to Typically, a swarm is going to be anywhere from four to eight ships of same or similar ship types. They either fit into two types of swarms that the Steel City Squadron podcast has talked about in the past. It's either a quantity or a quality swarm. Now, the quantity swarms are typically swarms that are five to eight ships. Two major strengths there that are lots of bodies and the ability to set up kill boxes. Its weakness is you're relying on it. You have to set up blocks and the dice. So you could have things go completely wrong with you. The whole game doesn't matter how well you did. Uh, your dice could go against you. And there's nothing you can do about it. Because you can probably only focus or fade the whole game. Great example of a quantity swarm. Focho. Eight tie FL, uh, uh, FOs out there. Uh, and they basically just focus the entire game. Now, on the opposite spectrum is the quality swarms. They're typically four to six ships uh, with the strengths that they, they're, you know, again, we're going to take a look at more of the opposite aspect of this. They have access to a number of upgrades, action economy, or abilities that mitigate that luck that the quantity swarm, swarm is relying on. Um, its weakness, though, is when you lose a key ship too early, the whole swarm can fall apart. And, you know, great example of this version is the inferno squadron right so if you lose hal runner or you have to spend Iden really early um you know the list starts falling apart the damage output is really null so if a swarm is both of those though a quantity and a quality it dominates the game and we've seen this in the past it was running rampant for a while actually right after worlds uh, it was creeping up in worlds but it was right in right after worlds we started to see the droid swarms uh take over extended and then hyperspace and 
you know, Howard's, the Howard Swarm is just a very strong list before the point change. You had all the tools and, you know, check out the SES podcast on that. We, we go into great detail on those. So you may be thinking, okay, so spam tech is just both again, right? You know, it, it, it got the quantity, it got the quality. Actually, it doesn't. It is, in my opinion, it's, that isn't true. It is it's close, but is primarily a quantity swarm. It has four key strengths that separate it from the other quantity swarms that we're going to examine now. First and foremost, it's explosive damage output. Most swarms in the quantity style max out to three dice per attack. Focho, uh, A-wing swarms, you know, uh, the, even 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 Inferno Squadron with six ships is you're, you're looking at three dice attacks. Spamtech, the Nantex, have the potential of six attacks with four dice, which is crazy because it's you know that's 24 dice out there. Um, you know, if you're looking at the other swarms that can roll three dice and then switch, you hit the four. You're looking at the five X's, and that's you know, you know a whole one ship short. You know, so five at tops, uh, and mind you, either shooting at an I1 or an I2. So you know. It is bullseye dependent, but what that means is it's when you bring a large base, you're going to, you should expect to see that bullseye lined up, especially from good players uh, that actually are flying this right now, just like Bohan. He did a great job, and then he, again, with the explosive nature, there's enough points left in this list that he can bring Crackshot and Predator and really capitalize on that, lining that up. So, um, you know, the, again, first is that explosive damage. And it helps, doesn't help that the second thing that's really strong for it is the 1.0 ship ability. Pinpoint Tractor doesn't have the one keyword that should be in pretty much any movement-based ability in the game, fully. The lack of a fully execute for that ship ability is ridiculous. And this is it in three, in three folds here. So, first of all, it removes the aspect of blocking a ship. The fact that if you set up a block on one of these ships, if you're moving with your swarm, or, uh, your your ships early, like an I-1 and an I-2, and you block it, you're not going to get rewarded for that block. The only thing you're going to do is mitigate its actions since it won't be able to take a, a focus. But if you block it, it still gets to tr rotate and barrel or move one forward. And they can use that to still maintain damage onto, you know, it allows that consistent firing power on air. Um, it turns also the ship into a multi-action ship, which when you look at it, typically it looks like it only has one action, but it actually is going to pretty much have two. Yes, its downside is it rules one less agility, but it, then again, if it can get more damage output, it's okay with that. Um, and it's also super forgiving. The fact that you can fly onto a rock and jump off and still shoot is just absurd in multiple levels. And what this ends up doing is it hurts all the low initiative response to that kind of list. So, you, you know, again, we're not looking at your blocking as a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Um, and in a mirror match, it makes being second super key. So we might see variations that drop off crack shot or predator in that attempt too. So they can outbid each other in a mirror match. Um, 
and all the only th people it might hurt is someone who overbids too much for a mirror match instead. The third strength over other quantity swarms is the way this list these ships can dictate the pace of the game. The dial combined with its 1.0 ability is just way too good. This set of ships can basically sit and stall anywhere on the board at any point in time. So you can be along the board edge, you can be just in a corner, you can do it right in the middle, you can turret, you could do whatever you want. You have that one hard, that barrel, it allows you to just kind of keep in place and, and it has that five straight. So now, not only do you have this aspect of the fact that you can kind of hold your position, if you see your opponent going running away from you or they you know they've decided to not engage or they decided to completely change direction you can adjust you can completely adjust and pounce on them with them with these guys or you know again there this is not also a uh what separates it from a uh, quality list is the fact that there is no key ship out there so taking out one isn't isn't that you know isn't that key you know so they can split up they don't need to be in formation too and that's really controlling a lot of the game um, this is gonna this really hurts aces and beef because beef doesn't really have a good way to slow down at all you know they can go slow but they can't they can't stop moving um, and aces if you end up, like I said earlier, if you try running away, they can catch up to you or they can set up the, the catch. Um, so it's it, that, you know, I'd be, I'm, this is something I'm more concerned about than the fact that they're you know, with the ship ability. I think this, the fact that with more people seeing this list, we're going to see some very scary gameplay in the future. Now, the fourth and final one is the fact that they are I-Force. This is a very interesting uh, initiative level right now in the game uh, because there are no i5 ship counters generic i5 ship counters so you're basically limited in the number of ships you can take in a list that are high five and up uh, and typically that means if you're taking more i5 and up you're also not going to have room for more upgrades which you know you're kind of hurting yourself on that end and you're relying on the abilities of the ships granted those aces are probably very good we've seen i5 and up lists do very well all these worlds lists uh, but we'll get into ace talk a little bit at the end um, but that i4 also hurts a lot of other swarms the i3 and lower now bringing i3 or lower swarms can allow easier bull bullseye lineup for that explosive damage and the bumps will start will still allow shots on more damage ships from the previous rounds which most likely means that the ship that was hurt who you're using to block is going to die this turn um, you know even if you do you, you know typically we you you try to set that up again um, and that 1.0 ability uh, you know just ship ability just negates the whole effect of this uh and again and lastly most beef lists are i4 and lower so even if one nantech is destroyed that round it will still get to return fire and i you, you saw it in the tournament they used that to great advantage where okay you you took him out but this guy still had um predator or crack shot and he kept this focus because he knew it was over for him this round he wasn't in good position so you 
went for the juicy target, but you also had all of his friends around you still, and it's still getting to shoot at you. Um, so, you know, again, that I-4 level is, for generic ace at that quantity, is pretty scary. Um, and all those things just put it into that uh, really strong quantity list. What's, again, what separates from being both is that it still does rely on luck heavily. If you're not rolling paint, then you're probably not spending your mods. And if you're not being able to spend your mods, your damage output is low. Um, and it also doesn't have a key component out there. So there's not a single one of those Nantex that you should be going for first that are very, you know, that should be the target per, uh, per se. So that's why I still believe it is a quality a quantity swarm now that doesn't mean it shouldn't be fixed i still think there should be two strong fixes in this uh that need to be looked at first and foremost get rid of the 1.0 ship ability make it a fully execute this should be moving forward for all this otherwise you end up with stuff that has to be priced out and never be seen again which we don't really want to see we want to see the game to be a healthy meta in terms of you know, multiple combinations are effective, not uh, minute combinations. I also believe about a two-point increase. They're too cheap right now because it allows for a lot of other upgrades with six ships to be able to get in there. So all those crack shots and predators would want to reduce those. You know, it should be a tough choice of put in a whole other ship or upgrade the other ones, not do both. And... You know, this will also reduce that explosive damage if you can reduce the number of crack shots and predators out there. All right. Well, even if that's fixed, what I was bringing up earlier is about, you know, this is the only mid-initiative swarms that need to be re-reviewed. After the last points change, um, you know, the meta had completely shifted. Not a lot of people were aware of this. That's why this Carillion tournament was massive. You know, it, it really showed, highlighted, again, what was out there, what what has been going through a lot of people's minds. And a lot of people have seen that swarms are at a really strong point now. So these I-3 and I-4 swarms, you can have a lot of ships out there that can either get a free reposition at another action or at least take two actions um i'm what kind of things i'm talking about right now are the parents or the strikers uh again those are double action push the limit style ships out there essentially and they're able to get maintain good targets main good maintain good time on target while also having high action economy with a dial that complements it very well uh and this you know, the, the, these variations out there, we're probably going to see more Sloans because of that. Uh, and I'm also a little concerned with the new TIE upgrade coming out. I don't know how good it is. I haven't really reviewed it all that well yet. But it might turn a lot of quantity swarms into a into quantity quality swarms. And that's what we don't want to see. Just Again, it just becomes very overpowering and we want to see a healthy meta. All right, so what's really the whole point of this? Why, why talk about this stuff again? The main thing is to think about what's coming in the future for these other major major events. Soon to come out is the Dathomir. All right, so here's my predictions of what's going to happen this weekend at Dathomir. 
we're going to see the first and foremost one of the biggest changes is an attacked focus aces for a while now we've seen aces be on the defensive sides i go back to all these world lists um you know they these aces were out there that could go and be able to either avoid all the damage or even if d shots were coming in they had great ways to mitigate it very heavily uh, so what we'll see here is archetype of sh attack aces that are three ships that are I-5 and up. Uh, they are looking to eliminate three ships by the second round of combat when it comes to taking on these spam techs. And, you know, first round of combat is probably at range three, hoping to put one to two damage into it, one or two of the ships. And the very next round, go full strength into wiping out two, two to three ships in, in that second round of combat and that's very critical because if the if the list gets down to half and even if one of those i5 or one of those aces is taken out or ha forced to flee then if the damage output is greatly reduced and they they have a you know the chances of, of successes has increased tenfold essentially for them uh, we're going to see a lot of reduction in large base ships. Again, this is due to that bullseye explosive damage. Uh, but we will, the only ones that I think we'll really see out there right now, and I should say actually a reduction of medium and large base, um, is Ray, Leia, Lando, Rack, Dengar, and Boba. They'll still see play. I think they're still going to be effective. Boba Dengar is going to be good, but Boba Frost is probably dead for a little while while this list is out there they don't take stress so frost's ability is not pretty it's not really useful and it's easier to line up that bullseye on an i3 medium base we'll probably see a small increase in swarm tactics that way some like you know we saw with the second place winner uh or uh, runner up go with that rack sloan swarm uh it makes a lot of sense when if you see a lot of i4s and you can get to an i5 that might allow you to get another shot off before a ship is eliminated um but also i i bet you if we see any real rebel change there wedge will probably be taking swarm tactics too then I don't expect to see much from bombs. Bombs isn't probably the right answer. You're probably just only going to really force them to do tractors, uh, take their tractor action um, or ability. But again, bombs bombs can be strong, but they're not going to just because a good player will know how to avoid that. Uh, pretty, you know, it, it's pretty telegraphed at times. But the one one major prediction I have for Dathomir, and I feel really bad about saying this, is just because I believe there will be an increase in stalling, edge board stalling, um, turreting, or fortressing, however you want to call it. Um, more people are going to fly this list out there. They know that it has that potential to do it. And I believe last round of players, I didn't really see it that much. I saw very hyper engagement, but they even talked about how like, well, at times I had to do this. Um, there's always a time and a place for trying to figure out what's the best position to get to. But some players are going to do what the old four phantoms did, sit in a corner, basically not move or sit in a position and not move. So good luck, judge, judges. I have a feeling you're going to be on duty a lot. So make sure you have coffee. Um, all right. So my last set of predictions here, I'm going to be going down a faction rundown. Uh, so I'm seeing the strongest three factions in the game right now is CIS, obviously, Empire, and Scum. Uh, these 
you know, CIS is really obvious. Uh, it has probably one of the strongest lists out there now, again. And uh, so we, we've talked plenty about them. Empire, I will bet we see a small reduction in Echo. Um, Echo's already tricky to fly, and the fact that it's an I-4 and not finishing off a ship before it gets to shoot is the fact that we'll probably see less Echo. Uh, but we'll probably see more Sloan Swarms and uh, more focus attack aces. Scum, I think Scum, again, they've already had attack focus aces. Uh, Gurry and Fenner are a good example. Boba and Dengar are another great example. We might see Ketsu Cavill, the, the triple I-5s. I don't know if it's a really good idea to put the Fang Fighters out there. They don't get to trigger uh, Concord Dawn as often against these Nantex, which is really frustrating for them because it... it it is a balance, but it's not a four versus four balance. It's a six versus four balance. So it's not. It's again. It's it's a little oppressive right now because due to the number. Um, I'm. I think we're going to see good showing still uh, by rebels and resistance. There, you know, we saw a good balance of them in this top 32. Had a couple of interesting. Uh, combinations of both but i do expect to see that swarm tactics wedge to get involved thane and luke will probably make a good uh comeback um beef was beef is always beef it's an always a good solid one to go back on to but again that you're going to be relying on hopefully beating spam tech is that their dice are just not in their favor especially since they'll still get the shoot at you if you're running beef right now uh, i don't expect to see a lot of u-wings out there uh, again, this is going to be kind of small base ships. One thing I'm not sure about is we have seen a loss in DT's list from Worlds. I, I know it might have been priced out a little bit, but at the same point, um, maybe this is an appropriate time to kind of bring it back in a weird way. So uh, let's keep an eye out for that. Uh, resistance is pretty much the same. It's always going to be consistent with 5A uh, play, but 5As are don't really like this list it's one of the few ships that can keep up to it uh and it can set up good blocks on it too because there's a lot of them and they can fit the field everywhere and, and still maintain guns even though the 5a's are always trying to either run away or fully engage they just don't have the damage output that the spam techs do um and again we if my uh, one thing is if we do see the if, if spam tech sees 5As, they'll probably just sit in a corner, force the 5As to come towards them, and then the 5As are very predictable in where they have to go, which allows them to pounce on them a lot faster. Um, my two weakest factions right now because of this list out there is Republican FO. All right. Um, I actually think Republic is in the worst spot out of all of them. Uh, I don't believe they have enough higher initiative aces out there to bring that ace kind of ace damage output. They have a couple I-4s there that normally we see fit, like Annie with proton torpedoes. But that means that the, the Nantech is surviving uh, or still getting to shoot still. Um, Rick is basically useless, not because of his ability won't trigger. It's because his time on target is not that good, and these things can circle better than him. So I don't really, I don't really like Republic right now. I don't see a lot of success coming from them. I know we will see an outlier or a good player still have some good chance, and you know they'd probably be studying the strategy. So um, 
it, it's not to say when I say bad, I doesn't don't say that they're not completely eliminated. What I'm just trying to say is I think this will be a harder matchup, greater, harder, you know, really hard for them. Fo, Fo is going to be relying on that high attack ace power, um, and you know I don't think you should be bringing Focho anyways. I never thought that was very good. And personally, SF beef is not that great because it's sitting at i3, so the i4 advantage again. Um, and when it comes to the aces, the only real ones I think we'll see is Von Rag, Hollow, Quickdraw, Lahoos, Kylo, and Blackout. That's about six of those guys. There's a good couple combinations in there. Again, you can get that high initiative uh, ace killing, but the fact that these ships tend to try to like disengage for a couple turns, those Nantex are really hard to escape. So it's going to take a lot of good effort, a lot of good timing. It's just going to be a very high uphill battle, uh, but... St probably still doable, but again, uh, my guess is really it would be Kylo Von Reg with maybe a Hollow or a Lahus, kind of those. That's that's the or Quick Draw. Those lists are there, but um, you could if you lose again if you lose someone pretty early, you're way down. You have to make sure you you've already taken out half a list before you lose someone. So those are my predictions for the event. I know this was a little fast, but the point is I really wanted to talk about how to understand what we're taking a look at here and also what to kind of expect. These are my predictions since I'll be commentating rounds one through three and top 32 with gold squadron podcast. So I'm excited for Dathomir this weekend. And what I plan to do is right after that, uh, I want to be able to jump back down and jump back here, pop up an episode and kind of go through either with steel city squadron and by myself here, um, what my predictions came at for Dathomir. So, uh, thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you then. Mm -hmm.